Oh, yes. This is the Hardcore Marketing Show. I'm Casey Cheshire, your host for this epic journey. And today's show, sponsored by Cheshire Impact, on a mission to help people maximize their use of Pardot and Salesforce. CheshireImpact.com. Bam. There it is. There it is. We're recording, and I'm excited. Do you know why I'm excited? Because I literally have the Beyonce of marketing on the podcast with me today. Uh, shirt on. <laughs> like, do I need to even say, yeah, you got the sh shirt and everything. Do I need to say more? I don't need to, but I will. A strategic marketing leader, skilled in all things of all kinds of shapes and sizes, social, music, marketing, event production, digital media, brand management, PR, you name it. I could go on forever. Formerly marketing at Sony Music, which she left, was like, peace, and went and founded founder and CEO of Brown to Perfection Agency. Janae Brown, welcome to the show. Thank you. That was such a great intro. Thank you. Well, so I, you know, from the moment I saw you letting everyone know, I don't want to say even just claiming, but just letting everyone know what they were going to find out, which is that you are the Beyonce of marketing. I was like, I need to talk to her on the podcast like yesterday. So we got our, we got our people on the phones, right? We scheduled it up, <laughs> you know, other people. <laughs> we got you the green Skittles in your dressing room, did everything we needed to do. Yeah. <laughs> and you're here now. So I'm excited. Me too. Thank you for having me again. Really Man. excited to be here. Well, I have something for you. I want to pass you this. This is heavy for me, but you're strong. You're Beyonce after all. Right. Ugh. Okay. Here we go. Oh, Thor's okay. hammer. Go okay. ahead. Grab it. You got it? Okay. Yeah. Take that hammer and smash for me some kind of marketing myth, bogus strategy, misconception. Just set the record straight once and for all. Uh one bogus strategy uh, or bogus myth, I guess, about marketing, I would say is that we don't have to make our marketing a full experience. I think that a lot of marketers are okay with either just the, the traditional marketing channels or even just, you know, the basic digital content channels. But you really need to, in this day and age, make it a fully immersive experience for the consumer fully immersive experience are, are we just being boring with our marketing are we just um i think so honestly i think it is very boring i think that especially you know now in you know mid pandemic everyone's online which is great um but people have a lot more time on their hands uh even if they are working from home they're just a lot more tapped in and i don't think that the basic you know, methods are what's gonna really, you know, lock people in. Like you don't want people to just, you know, you don't want to just get their attention. You want to hold their attention. You want to create longevity for the brand. You know, you want loyal consumers. You want them to feel like they know you, they know the brand, they know the brand story. And then you really want to, you know, find a way to get them to engage so that they feel like they're a part of the brand as well. Um, and I think that's definitely a way to lock them in for life and get them talking. Word of mouth is still, you know, like the greatest form of marketing that there is. So if you can be either a key element or part of the conversation or, you know, a conversation starter, then you're good, right? Because then people are going and they're telling their friends and their cousin and they're doing the promotion for you. Um, and so I don't think uh, enough marketers and, and brands in general spend enough time creating a full experience for the audience. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's like, they're all using the same playbook and just saying like, yeah, it's here's like my advertisement that. disguised as content. Yeah. And it's like, I, if I can see through it, yeah, I'm a marketer, but you know, if, if it's not connecting 
the way you want it to, it's more than likely that the consumer is too. You know, it's not back in the day where all we had were print advertising, you know, and commercials, right? Mm-hmm. And that was the basics of how people found out about things. Like now, no, anybody with, everyone has a smartphone. Anybody can, you know, open their phone and see millions and thousands of things a day. I mean, even if, if I right now said something about chocolate chip cookies, I guarantee you after this interview, if I open Instagram, I'm going to see an ad for chocolate chip cookies. Like there's. Want to try that? Chocolate chip cookies. Right. <laughs> right. I wonder if the, I wonder if the, the folks listening would get one too. Oh, maybe. So if you're listening to this, just just say chocolate chip cookies out loud and then just, yeah and see yeah. what series what series see what happens <laughs> yeah but it's, it's like we're constantly bombarded with things and so i feel like in a sea of content a sea of advertising a sea of marketing you have to find a way to stand out like stop being boring stop being basic we have all these resources at our fingertips like and we also have more access to our audiences and our consumers than we've had ever before like there's so many ways and the plus side, again, you don't have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on print advertising or on TV commercials or radio advertising if you don't want to. You can literally, you know, really find other impactful ways and interesting ways to tap into the audience, you know, run some ads. It's, it's really half the cost and you can do twice as much. So it's really like not much of an excuse to, you know, not be creative. Half the cost, twice as much. I, I think it, the earlier statement. I mean, you. By the way, that was like our mic drop moment already. Like, we have a, we have like an hour to find one, and we already found it. Right. It, was, <laughs> nice. it was like the sea of content, the sea of marketing. Stop being so basic. You know, you're right. If like if you're in the ocean, I'm not going to see the goldfish just hanging out. Be a freaking whale. Be a little yeah, shark. Yeah, you know, give us a show. I'm was, like, yeah. You know, I'm very like, I say some people, I'm like, do a front flip or something, right? Yeah, like, like a rainbow dolphin doing a front flip. You know? And yeah. it's like, we have these budgets and these, you know, all these, a lot of teams, you know, I'm a startup agency, so we're small. Like, yeah. but there's entities that are huge. They have hundreds of employees that are getting paid very well. And these brands are getting charged a wazoo amounts of money, like make it worth their while, like make some noise. And everybody wants to be the brand that's being talked about the brand that's, you know, obviously translating into sales, the most important thing, right? ROI. But it's like, that's a big part of that these days. And, you know, you shouldn't have to wait for an accidental viral moment. Like you should be creating moments consistently and then when one goes viral that's great but then also the consumer has more to hold on to it's not just like oh this brand went viral okay it's like no we went viral but look at all this stuff that we already have set up for you it's like a huge you know like i don't know it's like a jungle gym or something like it's there it's it's all there um and, and so i just think we need to be more intentional about creating those experiences for sure you know, the idea of like having your marketing being like a jungle gym where you've got like, I like multiple things going on. Like I always say, and maybe it's because I'm also an event producer, but I always envision things like, you know, strategies, like a, a, like a carnival. Right. Mm. And and I'm just like, okay, we need a bouncy house, we need a mechanical bowl, we need snow cones over there. We need like something for everyone, but within the realm of the target audience. Because that's another thing too, right? Like consumers are very nuanced. I, I think, you know, I encourage clients, you know, when we're doing our strategies, I'm like, you know, you want to have a buyer persona, but sometimes I make multiple 
because, and they're all the same. It's almost like a group of best friends, right? And it's like, okay, there may be four of them and they're inherently different, but they're also very much the same, right? Mm-hmm. But but what Amy would, would buy, you know, might not be what like Barbara would buy exactly, right? Yeah. And it's like Keisha might, you might need to reel her in another way, but it's yeah. they all want the same thing. And so I think like, you know, that's what I try to do. I try to just create this entire, you know, playing field. And everybody's got the crazy friend, right? Yeah, right. What's her <laughs> name? One. What's her name? Uh, crazy friend is Lizzie Tia. Tia is okay, now they're all mad at you for saying that. <laughs> right, anybody named Tia listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> right, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but we all got them. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Like not just treating them as the same buyer. It, it's a group of friends that are, they're all going to buy. One's probably going to recommend to another. And, you know, there's the logical friend. There's the, there's all different shapes and categories and kinds, but not treating them all the same, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and that also just gets boring. And I think it also limits the brand because yeah. I, I think that sometimes, you know, that's another thing. And especially if you work with startup brands or emerging small businesses a lot they think that they know who their um target audience is right, right. And, and sometimes i think the as the brand you think well these are the people that we want to buy the product so these are our target but that might necessarily not might not necessarily be the straight up and down answer yeah. um it might be that you're not correct or you you know or you're what you're doing doesn't cater to that audience so a lot of it is figuring that out, first of all. And I feel like if you can figure out who the target is, then it makes everything else a lot easier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely something you got to be super intentional about. It's got to be intentional, right? I mean, I used to, I used to mess this up all the time where I would assume the buyer was basically just like me, um, which works if you're selling to marketers and you're a marketer, but Right. Even then it may, because they may be completely different. And, and I, you know, even selling it things, I remember being like, Oh yeah, I would like this or I wouldn't like this. And but it's like, yeah, but that's not, you're not your buyer. So yeah. you, you don't want to put your own like biases and thoughts of like, Oh, they wouldn't like this marketing or they would like this carnival. Like, no, they actually might. And ask them, right. Don't just think that they're not going to, or they're going to like it. Yeah, like my newest uh, and favorite analogy right now is that uh, when you're working on a project, right, or let's say whether you're the owner of the brand or sometimes you're the marketing team, right, um, I think of it like a camera. When you're using a camera and you're filming something, um, you can only see as wide as the lens allows you, right? So you're kind of just, you know, especially if it's like a close-up shot, that's all you can see. Um, maybe you can pan left or right, but you really still can only see within the lens. Now, let's say you have a drone, right? Now you can see the entire perimeter, like you can see the entire room. And so I try to get the drone shot or I provide the drone shot to companies, brands, products, right? So seeing the things that they're not seeing because they're so up close, Um, And I try to encourage, you know, any of my marketer friends to also do that too. Like sometimes you have to take a step back and get out of the, like, okay, this is what we should do, right? Because this is what works. You got to take a step back and you got to look at the whole picture because if not, there's things, the simple things that you, that you absolutely miss. Like there's so many things and I'm like, okay, we could do this and it'd be so easy, but it would be impactful. People are like, wow, I didn't think of that. I was just thinking of like, billboards and this and that and sometimes it's the little things right that add up to the big pieces so 
So do you see that happening with the sort of the segmentation of the audience as well as not only the tactics, but like they think that their target audience is like this one person because they're so zeroed in with the camera. For like sure. they got the person's like freckle or something. They're like looking at <laughs> the little yes. eyeball and you're like, you can't see anybody around them. Like what yeah. if there's like a whole nother buyer group right next door that you can't even see because you're so focused on them. And there usually is like, or, or I'll see like they'll take the easy route. Right. Yeah. So it's like, yeah um you know moms would like this brand obviously right so yeah. yeah moms would so like okay some maybe let's take this is a super random example but like uh like a, a baby wipes company or something right yep. um obviously it's like one plus one equals two right moms babies that's our target seems however, like it should. right right should be right however i'll be honest I'm a person who buys baby wipes frequently just to have in my house, to have in my bathroom, like all my friends do, right? Nobody markets it to us, (laughs) but it exists. And so it's like not saying that they should lean in necessarily and attack, you know, that other group, but it's, it exists just to give an example of how I think brands, like they don't always think outside of what's right in front of them. And they're like, well, this works. And so, and I, I think you don't have to reinvent the wheel, but mm-hmm. I, I do think that um, you don't want to be so loyal to a uh, routine or, you know, protocol or uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but tradition rather. Yeah, like the status that, quo kind of thing. Yeah, like, that people you are missed out doing. on innovation. Yeah, yeah you've got, mm-hmm. like so much. And I think in 2020, and with the internet, there's so much around us. And I think you shouldn't get too stuck on what works. I, I think also because that's how you get brands. I mean, there's legacy brands, right? But I think even legacy brands think outside the box. And that's why they stay a legacy brand, right? Like every couple of years, you see Coca-Cola do something innovative. Right. Every few, you know, it, right now, McDonald's is partnering with artists, right? Travis Scott, uh, partnership the oh, wow. um jay balvin partnership right and these yeah, are yeah yes really big he have his own burger yes they have like they're giving them their own menus and then the fans are coming in like and to me it's like does mcdonald's necessarily need to do that i don't think so right but there's also the other side of where they have their consumer they have people who are going to be in mcdonald's they're all they're a convenient brand right if you're really hungry or you know yeah. you're everywhere um but then also you know, we're also in the midst of this health conscious wave, right? And we have been for a few years. So a lot of people don't eat McDonald's anymore, right? Like they're like, I'm good. I'm not eating that. I'm fine. But with the Travis Scott thing, I saw people that would never, there were people that were going and saying like, I'm not even going to eat this. I'm going to try to find like someone to give it to, but I just support hip hop. Like I just want the fandom. Like here's my receipt that says, I got the Travis Scott mail. Here's my Instagram post yeah. with the Travis Scott mail. And I'm sure they made millions of dollars off of that, whether people ate it or not. And then it also just gives McDonald's that visibility in the middle of a pandemic. They didn't do a, a regular commercial. They didn't up their, you know, print advertising. They didn't even get on Twitter and anything and do some. They literally took what made sense, which was authentically tapping into the consumer. Yeah. And boom, now they're in everyday conversations. They're in conversations in music and entertainment. They're in conversations with the everyday consumer. They're in conversations with marketing. They were on the news for the brand partnership. Like, 
to me, I, I thought it was flawless. And now they're continuing. We're seeing more artists pop up. I don't know how true it was, but Diplo popped up the other day and tweeted about his supposed breakfast sandwich. Now that's coming out. So now I'm paying attention to the campaign. <laughs> I'm like, well, who's next? Like, Who's I, I next? Think, yeah. Right? I think it's so cool. And it's just like, again, I don't think McDonald's had to do that. But I think it was smart for them to do that. And I feel like they, to me, if I can like imagine, it was probably more of a thing of like, okay, what can we do right now that's different from what we've done before? Yeah. How can we become a part of the conversation? And yeah, so, be, yeah. be in the conversation because they're not talking about you otherwise. They, not just because you right. have a store there, they're going to, if you build it, they will come. Nope, not really. Yeah, no, not in that, not in not, you know, I think even with, if you build it, they will come means you have to build something that they can come and experience or right. come and talk about. Right. Right. Not just like I build it and I sit it here and hope that they walk down the street. Like, no, you have to like get out there and push. I, I think of it in the way of like back in the days, right? Like guerrilla style marketing, but not in the way that we've envisioned it, not knocking on doors, not cold calling, but putting the product or the brand in front of people's faces via digital, right? Yeah. Like that is guerrilla marketing. Like you're going direct to consumer. You can't get any closer than that. Everyone with a smartphone between the ages of like 12 and like 60 have some form of social media. Like at, at the very least they have Facebook. So something. Yeah. why they have something, right? And so it's like, why would you not be trying to reach people with they're right there we've never it blows my mind because i'm like we've never had this much access to people we've yeah. never had this much access like literally you can tweet i can tweet mcdonald's right now and somebody's gonna respond to me or say hey dm me with your question or whatever that we've never had that and i feel like we should be utilizing that we should be doing giveaways we should be you know if you're creating some sort of send people product samples in the mail. It really like, you know, you could do literally, literally anything, but I just think have some fun with it. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I get a little frustrated when I see things that have a lot of potential, but you know, it's coming off sale. So. Yeah, totally. Um, and I'm thinking let's tweet them right now. So I've got like, <laughs> yo McDonald's, Jenny Brown and I are talking about you right now. <laughs> on the hardcore marketing show yes the link to their article boom oh, let's see what happens um it's our experiment but yeah. um you know i i looked at i looked it up and you know I, i'm a jay balvin guy i think he's his music is great um his his jay balvin meal like a big mac medium fries with ketchup and an oreo mcflurry like who could say no to that and right. apparently if you use the app you get the mcflurry for free mm -hmm. so I'm I'm trying to eat a little more salad, a little bit less right. everything else. Right. But you know what else? This kills me at the bottom of it. it. Says the deal starts Monday and runs through November first. That means I don't have forever. It's like the McRib. I don't have forever. Exactly, it's limited. I got, and you got to get in, and it gives people the opportunity to do something fun. Most yes. of us are locked in the house. Variety, so a, right? So a just trip mix it up. To McDonald's to get your favorite artist or artist you're a fan of meal or even to Uber Eats it, 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 that's fun. And I keep also trying to explain to brands that like, it doesn't sound groundbreaking when you say it, but you have to look at where we are, yeah. right? So where we are, that is amazing. Where we are, 
you having a virtual conference or event and someone getting a package in the mail that goes with that event that adds mm. to it, someone yeah. getting, you know, I don't know, movies that are coming out, right? I'm like, okay, now that they switch to allowing some movies that would have been in theater, people be able to purchase them and watch them at home. Why aren't we sending them a kit with posters and I don't know, a box of candy and right. some little popcorn holders? I don't know. That's a miss. Anything. That's and such that's, a great idea. And it's the stuff costs like in bulk, that stuff costs like two cents a thing. Like just just make it happen. And I feel like people are willing to pay for experiences. You just have to present it. Totally. Right. And so but, I think yeah. that could work for any brand. Um but we got to we got to make it an experience for them like that is I've been saying this since I was probably 19 years old, but experience is key. That is what and I've, I've just been, you know, obviously, I, I feel like marketing is all psychology. So I spent a lot of time researching and studying and just even observing different social spaces and how people yeah. react and what's making people tick and go and it's like you have to think about what we've lost in the pandemic but and also what we gained and how we can give people that middle ground and people miss community they miss yeah. um a lot of aspects of social and i'm just like social media social media marketing don't forget the social part <laughs> don't forget the social yeah yeah so so they it, this is cool like you really are trying to you're defining some of the things that are happening here right so we have the, the covid thing going on we're missing some things there's some more opportunities so I spent like two months just being sad of COVID and then now I, I, I did like adapt, you know, so we yeah. sort of adapted. So cool. We can't just keep sending emails saying in these challenging times, like let's make some experiences, you know, like yeah, what would been, be good? How do, how do we, how do we, I don't know, so capitalize on it without, we don't want to take advantage of like COVID, but like how, how do you address some of these needs people have now that they're stuck at home? You know, I, I think really that's when it, gets back to the question of knowing the audience, yeah. knowing the consumer and kind of tapping into what they need. I think most people, you know, you got to think, right? Everybody's going through different things. Some people are mourning. Everyone's mourning, right? Totally. All of us, totally. right? We, we could be mourning. I love for the introverts. The introverts I hear are celebrating because they're like, I didn't right. want they're to like, talk to I just, Right. I'm home anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but most of us are mourning in one way or another, whether we realize it or not, right? right. We're mourning the loss of loved ones. We're mourning maybe yes. a job or we're just mourning, you know, some things that we couldn't do this year or we're just mourning what life was like before COVID, what we were like before COVID as people, right? We've never yeah. seen this before. This has been the most crazy thing of all of our lifetime to happen. And I think one common thread is that we're all in that space. And so I think people right now, it's either about being a resource or providing some sense of joy. And I think that's it, right? And, you know, most good products or brands or experiences or whatever it is, fulfill a need. The need could be educational. It could be um, just basic product need. It could be an experience type of need, entertainment, right? But I think figuring out what, how you can apply that need, right? Like if you're, you know, for example, a candy brand that I, that, you know, we work with, it's like, okay. What's a good candy brand? A good one. Um, Let's make sour, people hungry. 
sour power straws. <laughs> wait, wait, what are these? Sour power straws? You've never had those? Oh my god. Oh man, shout out to them. First of all, they they have such a great like team over there. Um, and we we've been, you know, kind of building a relationship with them and they were actually gonna like sponsor uh some stuff with us during South by Southwest, but that got canceled. But I'm still, you know, maintaining the relationship with them. Um, but they're just a legendary brand. They've been around for so long. Wow. And they have, you know, all the array of candies and they're under the Dorval candy company brand. Um, but specifically sour power straws is literally like the 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 sour straws with the sugar. They look on. good. What yeah. flavor do you oh, want? Really good. Um, <laughs> mango is the best. Ooh. I will swear by it. That is mango. the best flavor. I actually, funny story. So um I live in Atlanta now, but I'm previous I'm from New York City. Okay. And so randomly one day I went to like my um my my corner store that's near my house and I was just I just wanted some candy. And so I was looking at the, you know, the candy in the bodega. You can see all the little candy selection. Yeah. And I was like, oh, mango sour straws. Cause I've I actually I hadn't eaten sour straws since I was like a kid. Um, and so I was like, oh, but mango flavor. I was like, I've never seen that. So I was like, oh, let me try it. After that day, oh, I'm no. buying them every day. Like that was the highlight of my life. They I got gotcha. like, just once, home. right? That's all I needed. Ooh, that's all I needed. And it got to the point where I was posting on Instagram and I was like, these are so good. And I like looked up the brand um, and tagged them in like an Instagram story. And um, I think after I tagged them, I don't know if they had like DM me back or something like that, which is a big corner for anybody who's running social. Like, interact with your audience when they tag you in something when they mention you like even if you search your name in like twitter like please like interact with the customer it goes a long way and people don't stop talking about the fact that their favorite brand hit them back like we see it all the time on twitter when someone responds to something it just becomes this conversation thing so anyways long story short they hit me back and then I just reached out and was just like, hey, you know, I have an agency and I would love to see what we can do together. And the rest is history, right? And Seriously. People are, always, people are always like, how do you know these brands? How do you? And I'm like, I just reach out. That's it. I, I swear there's so many. I get most of my clients are referrals, thankfully, you know, you know, through networking. Um, yeah, yeah. Once people know like my work, they, they refer me. Sure. But anybody who wasn't a referral, I just reached out. I figured out who was who and I'm just like, hey would love to figure something out with you guys let's do it how cool is that to have like a relationship with your favorite candy brand right that's I'm the like, best right that's totally I'm like, best. you can't beat that and and another thing I, I just think too in general i tell people like you know invest in what you like right yeah. even if you you know people i know a lot of people are starting to do stocks this year and i'm like well okay if you're going to invest in some stocks do stuff that you use a lot. If you're using Lyft, if you're using Uber, if you're using Apple, whatever it is, like, yep. you know, it, it makes sense in life, I think, to either, you know, give back to or get things from places where you're already pouring into. So good stuff. Good stuff. Man. But, um, oh, but I, this, we all got here because we were talking about, uh, <laughs> Candy. Sorry, I was like curious. I was. Yeah, no, no worries. Um, they're they're amazing. Um, Yeah, they look great. Every time I bring them up to somebody, they're either like, "What is that?" Right? They're not like, "Wow, that's cool," or they remember and they're like, "Oh my god, I used to eat those every day after school." And I'm like, "Yeah, they're awesome." I I found this um pack of ten flavors. 
two of each flavors on Amazon. And I'm just like, what? I could have all the flavors here yeah. tomorrow or Friday. Yeah. <laughs> they're really good um i'm actually gonna uh, we might be doing some care packages um soon so i'll make sure you get one cool well if they need us you know if they want to sponsor a podcast you know, <laughs> that's not a bad idea you know, listen, I'll take I, I, in, in terms of uh sour candy straws listen you know? and they're they're such a great like they love they love their the consumer like they're very um, oh, they cool. love people. They love, you know, especially if they're also very family oriented. So like you have kids and stuff. So yeah, we, um, I'll, I'll see what we can hook up, but great brand. Um, but perfect example of how, like, you know, maybe that's not something that they really have done. Right. Like mm -hmm. maybe they haven't tapped into, you know, not just influencers, but like, general people like maybe we're sending care packages to nurses or our first responders right um just something to say like we see you and we care and thank you right yeah. like that goes a long way i i keep every consultation i have and every client i have i'm like the holidays are coming right <laughs> and listen like people are going to be either really down and out right? Because this has been an insane year. And I don't totally. even think we've been allowed to properly process. And some people might be looking to the left and right, and they don't have the, the table might not be full this year, right? But right. whether it's the stuff on it, or the people sitting around it, right? So we have that side. And the other side might be people trying to really just feel as normal as possible, and just want to keep it positive, celebratory and grateful tap into those spaces like that is a prime opportunity to like connect with with your customer right like you know sparking joy like i think that's what everyone should be focused on and I, I think the right direction is figuring out what you can do for them right and not right not just super zeroed in on like sales like okay. buy from us buy from me buy from me i'm like sometimes i will scroll social media and i'm just like wow i feel like 500 people it's like a, a like a flea market and it's just like <laughs> everywhere you go they're like hey this is five dollars hey buy this buy this right. buy that i'm like whoa like first of all <laughs> there's too many y'all second of all i'm just like nobody's telling me why and right. I, I actually prefer to buy when it's just something interesting and then it's like oh yeah you know what you're right I'm gonna buy that or I'm gonna try yeah. that versus like, oh, buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this. And it, it, it's just, I, I think that's a lot of times the disconnect. And I, I think marketing, good marketing takes tact, not just uh, tools, right? Mm -hmm. Or tact, not just tactics. <laughs> so you wanna, you wanna be, you know, strategic in that way as well. Like this is all about people. We can't do anything without people. Right. If there was no people, we'd have no customers, we'd have no audience, and there would be no need for the brand. So you can't forget the people in all of yeah. this. That's that's just you know, that's how I kind of attack. You, you you're a walking holiday full of sound bites, like wisdom, <laughs> tact, not just tactics. Um, <laughs> it's all about and it's all about people. Man, I'm thinking that we normally we have like one clip to promote the show but i'm thinking there's like four or five now we got to get <laughs> cool hey send them to me I'll, I'll i'll totally post them um it's funny because i tweet a lot right i love twitter yeah. um and some people are like when they meet me they're like just 
they're like, oh, so like, this is like you 24 seven. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> right. You don't plan out. I'm like, no, like, I don't even like, I don't schedule tweets. I don't think like, oh, what do I want to talk about today? It's all off the top of my head. It's just so much stuff in there. Once I get going, it's just like, <laughs> well, yeah. clearly it's something that like it resonates. I think there's a measure of authenticity to it. Right. And I know we were, we were chatting about that earlier, just the idea of like, yeah. you're being you, you're not being someone else. It's not like Beyonce of marketing eight hours a day and the other, you know, however many hours, 60, right, what is it? you're being somebody else, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, this is like a 24, eight thing yeah. for me. And I, I think authenticity is something that I live by on a personal level, but especially professionally, right? Like I, the first thing I mentioned about the agency is like, we believe in authenticity marketing, right? So we're not gonna, um, there's this quote that I derived from something that T.D. Jake said in a message. And it's like, we're not going to take this table and try to make it into a chair. We're going to make it the best damn table that you've ever seen. Right. And everybody's going to know why this is the best table, whether they can afford it or not. They're going to be trying to save up to get this table or they're yeah. going to be telling somebody else like, oh, you should get a blah, 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 table like that is what. I like to do I don't like to come in and try to like conjure up some sort of like weird crazy thing it just you know I needed to connect I need to be real I need people to feel it right but like people are loyal to brands that feel true to them like that mm -hmm. is just the truth if you study all of the brands that people like like there's a real connection there like Nike this is not a fake thing like this is a tried and true and built out brand and yeah. it's like they know no matter who you are right going back to like the different type of customer no matter who you are there's a pair of nikes for you and they are authentic to you you know how you're gonna feel when you're in them you know you know what that represents right yeah. like it and just from just do it and beyond they they celebrate athletes they celebrate people who are just stylish they celebrate families communities and i think that's what everyone should be trying to do like even if you don't have a wide range customer base like a nike like whoever your customer is tap in like focus yeah. on them there's things that they need from you there's things that they want to see things that they may not even know that they need it but you know you got to figure out what those are and how to translate it to them in a real way not in like and this is the thing too like i think people are getting more comfortable with not doing the marketing lingo thing all day long, right? Yeah. Sometimes you need to just speak. I'm really big on like a good copywriter, right? But yeah. not one who knows like, oh, I, I know advertising and marketing language. Like, no, I need somebody who knows how to professionally articulate a common conversation because that's what I want. Branding is storytelling, right? If you're hearing a story, you want to hear it most people, I think, want to hear it from someone who, who can speak their language, right? Like right now, we're sitting here, we're having a conversation. I'm not like standing on top of a chair with a megaphone and, you know, making a speech to you about right. <laughs> all these That'd things. That'd be kind of like, funny, but I hear you. Right. <laughs> but it's like, right. And that's a kind of, I think, what happens with consumers. They're like, oh, okay, interesting. All right. Moving on. That was, that, <laughs> that was weird. Okay, right. <laughs> Moving on. Versus being like, oh, okay, you're speaking to me. I, yeah. I can hear you. Now the wheels are turning in my head. 
And then by the end of that storytelling or conversation, you have a customer, right? And yeah. so like, I think authenticity in that way is, is really big and not trying to, you know, not trying to force like circles into square, into square holes, like just, you know. Yeah, there's this quote about, um, God, I'm gonna forget, it's um, people, if they like you, say if they like you, um, if they like you, they'll listen to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they trust you, they'll buy from you, you know? Yeah. So it's almost like yeah. uh, zig zig. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, but yeah, so it's like they, maybe they like, like the brand or they like what they've seen so far, but then you got to win their trust. And, and there's nothing there's nothing that kills trust more than being fake, you know? Yeah. Trying to be something. I love that quote you mentioned. Was that you said TD Jake? Like he was saying that, um, I came yeah, in. Not, not gonna change, right? Not yeah. gonna, trying to change. I want a sofa. I want a couch. Don't. Oh well, this is a chair, but it it's kind of like a sofa. Right, and it's like no, I want oh. a sofa. No. Or if you don't have a sofa, just tell me you don't have a sofa. Yeah. Like this is we don't do sofas. Right. But if you want a good chair, we got this chair for you. Right. And to be honest, when you're at, like this, like us, right? We're a marketing agency. We don't do traditional PR. We get millions of PR inquiries. Really? Tell people, we don't do that. Like, that's not our role. We can refer you to multiple amazing publicists. We do X, Y, Z. That kind of falls into publicity, but we don't do A, B, and C. Yeah. But we offer, these are our services. So if this is something you're interested in, great. If not, again, I'd be happy to refer you to someone who can reach your needs. Every time I've done that, I've got a marketing client. Yeah. Every time, every time you don't have to try and fit every mold. You don't have to try and again, reach every consumer. Everybody's not your customer, not your audience. If you just need to tap into who is or have your stuff together, right? Like mm-hmm. they're looking for a sofa, but I mean, most people who have sofas, they do want a little chair in the corner, right? Right. So, totally. Hey, need one. Right. Cool. And then maybe I'll tell them where they can find a sofa. Maybe they feel like they don't need a sofa by the time I'm through, but it's authentic. And then if they're not, if we're not for each other, we're not for each other. But the next thing that they'll do is when their cousin is looking for a chair, they're like, oh, you know what? I was at this furniture store over on so-and-so street and they had some really nice chairs. Yeah. You should go there. They're like dying to pay you back at that point. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, how am I ever going to pay back a furniture store? It's impossible. I'm going to owe you forever for my entire life. Right. I'm dying for an opportunity. Great experience. Chair? Oh my God, you need a chair? I know exactly the place. I know the place. <laughs> Name is Casey. Yeah. Go call it. Like he helped. He hooked me up. Go, go get your chair. <laughs> Crazy. I'm, and you know what? I'm like that. I'm yeah. so random. I'm like, oh, I I took my mom out for dinner for her 50th birthday the other nice. night and I had such an amazing experience at the restaurant. I had the guy's card, the waiter's card after, like wow. they took care of us. It was amazing. We get in an Uber to go back to her hotel and, uh, you know, the Uber driver's just making conversation. We say it's her birthday. He's like, oh, how was your night? And so then he's asking about the experience. I tell him and I'm like, when you get there, you go see Evan. He's like, Evan? Okay, cool. I'm going there next Saturday. I'm going to take my wife. Like, it's simple, right? Wow. Like done one and done. And 
when when they get there, he's probably gonna ask for Evan. He probably might not even remember my name. He's gonna be like, I was an Uber. <laughs> this girl and our mom told me to come here and see Evan. That's it. Like, and I think when you again experience, right? They yeah. create an experience for us. People will talk about it. Like things when you do or provide a, a great experience or you ace the storytelling. I, I think things promote themselves. Like yeah. I, I don't think there's anything that we've liked in the past five years that didn't do that. Yeah. It's definitely a, a domino effect. Yeah. It's something I love. That's like, that's, that's life. That's community. I love those kind of things. Just giving people the, the, the pointers, the tips, like, well, by the way, what restaurant was that? Where was that? Oh, that was actually Capitol grill in uh, Dunwoody perimeter, Georgia. Um, it's like maybe like 15 minutes outside of like downtown Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was great. Shout out to Evan. Um, he he was amazing. The restaurant was great. They really looked out for us. And it was like a Sunday too. So it was like for them to be pulling out all the stops for us was really, really kind of them. They could easily have been like, all right, it's just two people right. in the party. Right. Uh, not going to get much tip, blah, blah, blah. But right. no, it made Bye. a special yeah. birthday. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really nice. It was really, really nice. Um, I'll definitely be back. So it was cool. And the food was amazing. Capital Girl is legit. Yeah. Yeah, It's good. Um, Yeah. It was, it was really nice. experience. That's a sometimes food. That's why I tell my kids like like M&M's. That's a sometimes food. I I think people on Sesame street or something, but like Capital Girl is a sometimes food because yeah, it adds up quick. It adds up. Yeah. Happy, happy next decade, mom. I'll, I'll see you when yes. you're 60. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll talk to you on Christmas. I don't know what's going on here. But yeah, no, she loved it. It was a really great time and she deserves it. So I was happy to do that for her. You tell her next year she gets Jay Balvin, right? <laughs> Imagine. I mean, I don't know. She might like it. I don't know. Right. It's like you can you're gonna go or you're gonna alternate. You get Capital Girl this year, next year you're gonna get Jay you know, Balvin and then Jay maybe Balvin. next year we'll uh <laughs> maybe we'll switch it back up. <laughs> right? You never know. Or Capital Girl hears this and they're like, Maybe I should uh Yes, you should. Yes, you should, Capital Girl. Yes, you should. I'm gonna Let's tag her up. Episode. I'll tag them. Well, I got a question. where do you see the future going with this? You you're really in touch with this. You're seeing the opportunities right now. Is there stuff coming around the bend that we should pay attention to? Any changes you're seeing in the market? Good, bad opportunities maybe to keep an eye open for? Um, I think uh, definitely uh, user-generated content Hmm. for sure. I think prime example is the explosion of TikTok, right? Um, I think that people one they have more time to now but they also really enjoy creating their own content even if it's not a full on tiktok right even if it's you getting people to take pictures of themselves with the product or anything like that um i think that that's really big and again it allows them to participate it allows them to be a part of a community it allows them so it's not just a product anymore it's a community right um i, I think even if you look at a brand like Apple, right? iPhone users, like we are a community. You you have a certain, like, it's almost a personality trait, right? It's like, right. oh, I'm I'm an iPhone girl, right? I'm a Mac. You have an iPhone? Girl. I do too. Yeah, yeah, I'm an iPhone girl. Like, so, you know, 
Here we go. Hey, little yes, apple, apple plug. I'm, I'm glad this this long into our hour long relationship, I didn't find out you're like an Android user. Cause then I, no, because I, I might have thought less of you, to be honest. It's a different conversation, <laughs> right? Like it's right. different type of people. Um, but you know, I just I, killed half my audience just now. They're like, I'm out. I guess. <laughs> no, we love you too. <laughs> we love you, green bubbles. We we love you. We, we love you. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like user generated content, shareable content um, is big too. I, mm-hmm. I think, you know, again, going back to experiences and kind of um, people can't go get the product or the experience. So bring the experience to them. I think that's really big. Um, yeah. I think digital is going to continue to surge, but I think community is more important now than ever. Like even um, right now I'm on the app Clubhouse. Um, and so Clubhouse is basically like audio chat rooms. Um, they're still in beta. And so um, there's only like, I think maybe now like 12 or 13,000 people on the whole app. They're, they're eventually going to open it up, but they're still testing things out. What is it? It's, it's just audio chat, like random. Yeah. Chat? Yeah. Yeah. Clubhouse is really cool. I actually think you'll like it. Um, I have this audio though, huh? Yeah, it's just audio and you can't even like direct message on there, but you can connect your Twitter. That's the only social site you can connect to it. And you can like go and DM the person on Twitter. That's how people have kind of been connecting. But it's everybody from like CEOs of Fortune 500, COOs, CMOs, startup brands, tech founders, VCs, people in the entertainment industry, people in social activism. Like it's just this huge pool and people are... either able to have like educated, informative conversations that they may have never been able to have in person or they're having just normal conversations, right? Like we're just talking about like, what's our favorite cereals? And like, I've only been on it for like two weeks, but like the nature of the app is like, we all end up on there till like five in the morning. And it's like, (laughs) what is going on? Like we're on, and there's like these different rooms, you can create clubs, you can like, host the conversation and then everybody gets an alert it's almost like a 24-hour podcasting platform where anybody can join the conversation so you have like moderators and then you have people that like come up and you can like you can they can raise their hand and you can bring them up onto the stage to speak I actually think I, I haven't uh I think I have an invite so that's the other thing I was gonna say I just downloaded I can't get in because I don't have yeah. an invite yeah, so I can send you um, one of my invites so that you get on the platform. So that's how they're also doing the beta, which is cool because word of mouth, because now everybody's trying to get a clubhouse invite, right? Snap, so yeah. yeah, it's pretty smart. Uh, they have some kinks to work out just as far as like, you know, it, it's, it can get, it's great for what it's great for, but it can go left field really quick, depending on who's in the room and what the conversation is about. There's been some touchy subjects. Get all those preteen um, boys out of there. Yeah. <laughs> There's none actually. Like I think the youngest person, there's a couple of Gen Z folks, but it's mostly like, and that's cool too, right? It ranks. Yeah. Like oh, I have yeah, had, totally. my old supervisors are on there. Like it's really, it's really cool. Um, I'll I'll send you an invite. But yeah, to no, say no. everybody loves it because it's community, right? Yeah. We are we have not been able to, especially like you know, coming from the music industry primarily, we have not been able to gather how we usually gather. Like in the music industry, there's like two or three events minimum a week where it's like open bar you come you talk you see people kiki hey your social we haven't been able to do that in uh wow seven months now going on eight and so it's just so refreshing for people to be able to like be in a room together yes 
and it sounds so simple, but it's like huge. And, and like, I think, again, that's where we're headed because we can't really, we don't know when we're going to have like in person or, and I just think also the consumer has changed. It's only been seven months, but it's different, right? People are different. They are enticed by different things, different things make them tick. Um, and, and so I think it's about, right, like community. And I think user-generated content goes into community. Shareable content goes into community. Um, creative, immersive, and interactive experiences goes into community. And I mean, makes perfect sense to me because, again, marketing is people. So yeah, people. I, I think that's definitely um, where we're headed. And I think also people just need to pay more attention to Gen Z. Um, I had this conversation with a few different people recently where like they are no fluff, no nonsense. So if you want them to buy from you or, you know, indulge and, you know, you want to convert them, you got to come with something authentic. Because if now, not, now which, this is Gen Z, you said? Yeah. Gen now, Z. What, what is that? Which? So Gen Z is like anybody who's born after, well, they're right after millennials. So I think they are i hope i'm not wrong with this but i think they're like 1998 i think yeah i think like from 1998 to like succeeding millennials preceding generation alpha oh it goes back to a yeah Um, yeah mid to late 1990s is a starting birth year Mm -hmm. early 2010s as an ending year somewhere around there yep that's them. Um, and so these are our kids that are in college, heading to college. Yeah. Maybe some of them just getting out of school. Um, and they are no nonsense. I love them. They're quirky, but I, but they are very serious about, they want to know. Like they want to know the details. They want to know. They're not just going to buy in. You have to explain to them why. You have to explain to them the benefits. They're the kids that want to know, like, what are the ingredients, all of the ingredients, and are you using are you using illegal labor to produce your product? And okay, well, what are you doing to help affect change in these communities in that community? Because yeah. if not, I don't need to use you, right? <laughs> There's right. somebody else I could go to. Or are you boring, right? Are you meeting me where I am? Because I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. Interesting. And if you're not doing anything interesting on there, I may not even know you exist. Yeah, you're dead to me. <laughs> I don't even yeah, know like you you're, exist. You're, you're yeah. dead to me. And um, <laughs> so I think people need to pay attention to them. Um, they like information. I think they appreciate information and they thrive off of it. And so I think transparency is also where we're heading. Um, and I just think, you know, we all, I think most brands, they have a handle on like, um, Gen X and, you know, halfway 50, 50 with the millennials, I think it's time to focus on Gen Z. Like I I actually think like, if you haven't been like, you're kind of late and you need to catch up. So like study them, figure out how you can, you know, embrace their natural tendencies and, you know, prepare to thrive. Cause the next thing, you know, we're going to be back to alpha and they're going to be coming with their own, you know, and you got to think too. So God Gen help Z us with Alpha. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I don't know. So Gen Z, I, I mean, yeah, Gen Z, I'm, now I'm getting the letters and stuff. Gen Z, I believe, is the first um, generation to always have the internet. I, yeah, it looks like it. 19, late 90s. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's an entirely different thing. Millennials are the only ones to have both. We remember life without the internet, right? (laughs) And we remember life with the internet and this whole thing. So our minds work differently. And Gen Z is like, what? They've been using computers since they could like walk and talk. So, you know, like you can see even babies now, like I think the next, the alpha generation, if that's what's next, I think they're going to be even more complicated because like, kids these days cannot form full sentences but they can use ipads yeah they can go to their favorite show on youtube like my friend's daughter is two and she like can say words but it's not like she can sit here and have a conversation with me but if you give her her ipad she goes and she's typing in and i don't know how she's doing this but she's going and she's finding her favorite show she's finding baby shark she's finding all this stuff she sits (laughs) there she sets up her snacks and her juice and she is watching what she wants to watch and what she's done she's going to the next show it blows my mind but it also shows you that like this is where we're at like technology and like i don't know how babies are figuring this out i actually now want to go do some research on it because seriously yeah and it's like very normal my um my kids are like I mean, this like an iPad, right? They share it, but they don't have the password for it. So they can't just be on it 24 uh, seven. Maybe it's a millennial thing, but like, I'm like, nope, I don't want you to burn your brain. <laughs> yeah, <on>. screen time. <laughs> so they don't know the password. But then the other day they're able to watch videos. And I was like, what the heck? They, they got, they cajoled Siri in order to get them to watch videos. They're like Siri, Hey Siri, wow. play some videos of this and this and this. And she, Siri's like, yeah, sure. I'm like, Siri, don't let so I, I turned her off. I'm like, you're, you're out. Wow. Brilliant. They my kids brilliant. like, Oh, what happened? You turned off. I'm like, yeah, I turned off your it short. Off. Right. Wow. But that's brilliant though, for them to yeah. even, and this is what I'm saying that that's even a thing like, Hey Siri. Then I saw a viral post and it was like someone talking to their, like their, younger cousin and the little girl was like five or six and she couldn't like text whole sentences she could only send a little bit so she would she was saying she sent her older cousin a voice note that said hey I can't um read and write all of that so could you send me a voice note please huh. <laughs> I was like wow. what is going on where are we I was like I think it's great I think it's great but then it also makes me stop and be like all right whoa like whoa right my kids heard a um like they're playing sound effects or something and they heard that modem sound where it's like it connects and they're like they're like and i was like oh go back to that and they're like i'm like what is that do you know what that is they're like i don't know it's some computer noise i'm like no that's the noise they got you on aol you were on the phone right or if somebody picked up oh you're on your phone you're like, get off the phone. I need to use the phone. <laughs> yeah, my mom used to be like, um, get off the computer. I need to make a call. I used to be yeah. so devastated. Oh, no line wire for me today. Yeah. <laughs> get off the computer. No aim. Lime yeah. wire, aim. I, I don't know if you were around for like AOL used to cost per hour. Yes. With the like, and was that when we had the CDs still? The CDs, and it was like you had a certain amount. And then after that, I used to be so mad. And then I think uh, my mom was working at some office and she would like be able to like bring home some for free. And I would be ecstatic. Like, oh, I'm yeah. going to be on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> so fun. But you'd run yeah. up the bill. Like, you know how it used to be like the, the kids yeah. running up the long distance phone bill. No, it was <laughs> like, um, I'm sure my parents and many parents would get a bill for like $60. They're like, we signed up for $20 a month. How did we get to $60? Right. Like, yeah. Like, so. Yeah, I just, uh, I've been playing Tetris. 
And now <laughs> kids are like, what? It, internet, it just it works. Just is, right? It's just there. Magically. They Comcast their blood money and they just make sure you're always on, you know? Yeah. It's incredible how, how far we've come. Well, hey, who are you? I love to, like, you legit are, like, you're it. So how do you know all these things? Where did you grow up? How, did you always know you're going to be in marketing, run an agency, doing your thing? Like, take us back in time. Like, little Janae days, like, okay. what was it like? Where are you uh, at? Uh, so I grew up um, in Harlem, New York, um, okay. from East Harlem. And I grew up in, like, a, a best, I guess the best way to describe it would be kind of like a townhouse and okay. where my family owned the townhouse and we were on each floor. So my uncle's apartments were on like the first floor. My grandparents' apartments were on the second floor. Me, my mom, my sister, and eventually my stepdad on the top floor. My grandfather was a bishop and pastor, also like community leader and entrepreneur. And so I grew up seeing him and my grandmother create um, whatever they wanted to see happen, wow. right? They had a bus company at one point. We had this going on. Um, so funny. I was filling out an application for something recently, like an opportunity. And they asked me what my first job was. And I'm like, technically, I was 12, summertime, working in my grandfather's office as like a office admin assistant. Right. Again, because I was already into computers and he wasn't. He was like, well, I don't know. So you know, <laughs> they still had like word processors. So oh, he got a computer and he was right. And so those are those those were those are tedious. I might throw in there. But um he had a computer and so I was doing like his admin work and answering phones and like doing all that stuff, setting up meetings, all that. Um, so just to give a little background, I was always I also had like five cousins who um in total there were seven of us plus my sister who were always in the house. We weren't in my house and we were at their brownstone, like, a, you know, on the west side of Harlem. Yeah. I was always the one planning the activities, right? What are we going to do for the day? Um, throwing like little pool parties in our backyards and then convincing the adults to like give me a budget of money so that I could go and get us <laughs> pizza and snacks and candy or whatever we wanted to do. Um, so I always joke and say, like, I've been throwing events my whole life. Um, <laughs> but, totally. you know that also starts to get your mind, I think, wired for marketing. So, cause you, you know, you gotta advertise and make it sound good. Gotcha, yeah. uh, so fast forwarding to that, um, fast forwarding to, so I went to performing arts high school, uh, in high school, I went to an after school program, Harlem Children's Zone that paid us to go to after school. I liked money already. So I was like, oh, count me in. Um, ended up going to join a music class um, and so I've been singing and, and songwriting my whole life too, performing arts, all that good stuff, dance. Wow. And so um, I went to the music class and that was the first time I figured out that the teachers were people who were in the industry um, already. And they taught me that there were just multiple jobs within music and not just being like the performer. Um, I was in a girl group at that time. We were No kidding. What was it called? The mayor's. Uh, it was something. It was like uh it was like JS squared or something. Some something cool name you came something, up with. Something, right, something I right, I right, something I came up with, mind you. So um that was great. And then I ended up choosing five towns college in Long Island for school because I could do a vocal major and then a music business concentration. Oh wow. First semester, I was like, Yeah, I don't feel like 
paying these people to teach me how to sing. I know how to do that. And I just fell in love with the business side. And so all my courses were so specific. Like we were doing like content production and promotion was a class. Music publishing and copyright was a class. Music marketing was a class. Like, and then I also had traditional marketing, accounting, psychology. So I'm like, all right, I'll do those as the choir as electives. I want to like learn more of this. Um, and that really just sparked so much in me. And then I was sure. just pretty business focused after that. I fast forward to, so then I, I become president of student government activities in college. And so that meant, uh, so <laughs> we put on 66 events per semester and wow. that, yeah, that's a lot. And especially a lot because my school didn't have more than like 1500 students in it. So we were doing a lot, right? We're yeah. very small, like, you know, private college. So it was like, we were, we even though we're putting on collaborations with bigger universities in the area, like we were doing 66 events per semester. And with each of those events, um, whoever wanted to throw the event, if it wasn't something that I curated or, already, if it was like a, a student that wouldn't do something, it was like, they had to come to me. We had to like devise the plan, I'd give them, you know, a budget. I'd have to get the budget approved. And then I had to create the advertising for it, mm-hmm. right? So then we're doing email blasts. I'm creating physical advertisements and flyers. We're doing word of mouth, right? We have a little ambassadors running around. Like it was a whole thing. And I didn't realize at the time that like that would amounting to what I'm doing now, but it definitely wow. set the tone. And so then I go and intern on Sony Music and at RCA Records. There, I think I really, um, I really, they realized, but it also just confirmed that like marketing is my thing. Um, I, as soon as I walked in the door, they were like, oh, you're the idea girl here. They started <laughs> letting me here. They like started letting me work on like actual projects and things for artists. It was really cool. Um, then like I broke my ankle through before my college graduation. Oh God. Typical Janae. Something cool or was like some dumb you know, it thing. was dumb like and I didn't even really do anything I was actually trying to like help a friend pick things up off the ground and like my like knee buckled and I it was just a whole thing I was pissed um and so you know so then I was also sad because I was like oh my god I was trying to intern to get a job I'm never gonna get a job my life is over um right. and I called my supervisor at the label and he's like oh man all right well as soon as you can get off, you know, as soon as you can walk, you can just come back. And I was like, okay. As soon as I got my foot in a can boot, like that big, the big black, plastic, thing. plastic thing. Yeah. The day after I was bright and early Monday morning at Sony Music, limping up limping and down around, the hallways, yeah. like to the copier, to the printer, back to office. They were like, you know, you can sit down. Like somebody else, I was like, nope. I'm doing it. So like, I was like in hustle mode. I always, whenever I feel a little stagnant, I try to tap into that girl. Um, but yes, yeah, so I was there doing that. Then I was supervisor for the new set of interns. And like, I was presenting like marketing projects to like, you know, these executives. And so they didn't have any placements, but Columbia records did. So I go to Columbia records and now I'm working under the CFO who handles finance and operations. So, you know, but a lot of that is the record deals, right? So nobody could get signed or renew their contract or anything like that without it coming through my hands first, without me wow. kind of rushing it over to go. Right. So it's like insane for me to come out of college straight to that. 
and Columbia Records has legendary artists like Beyonce, J. Cole, Pharrell, Adele, right? So we're uh-huh. like Alvin Harris, like we're like these are like real contracts. Can be so uh, surreal handling Bar- that stuff. Yeah, Barbara Streisand. It's like and yes. granted, I, I I learned all these things in school. So I also had a leg up, right? So Got it wasn't it. just like, okay, I've never seen a contract before. It was like, oh wow, okay. Now I'm seeing all these things in real time. Um, I was in charge of like creating the the market share reports for all of the presidents of the labels and for you know Doug Morris who at the time was the head of the entire Sony music um so that was again me crunching the numbers that's when streaming was first really introduced so I had to figure out you know who and I really found out like who's making money who's not maybe mm-hmm. why they aren't um and we also were the department who our department like handled marketing but in a finance way and so we were a big part of strategies being approved and like where the money was coming from, how it was allocated. And I think seeing that was also helpful for me as well. Because a lot of times in marketing, you know, that's not really necessarily the part that they teach you. Um, The budget part, which is really important and the ROI part, but I was able to see that happen in real time. So that was, that was cool. And then RCA calls me back and they're like, Hey, uh, my old supervisor is moving to another department. He's like, hey, you want my job? I was like, uh, yes, uh, because I wanted more, you know, hands-on traditional marketing experience, yeah. um, especially in urban music. I really wanted that. And he has some amazing artists over there. I go there. It was great. I learned a lot, but I also learned uh, that being in an office every day traditionally is not for me. Uh, so I was going to go to work at another music company and they had some weird HR debacle that, mixed up the the application somebody promised a job to somebody on the west coast oh, other two supervisors were mad so they're trying to figure it out and i was just like nope because it, it was between that or you know i'm super spiritual so i was like praying about it i was like okay if i'm oh, meant yeah. to you know do this job then god give me the job if i'm not i'm gonna try to do this on my own because i used to process invoices for independent creative agencies and marketers and i started crunching the numbers and i was like well first of all I think they're making more money than me and they don't have to be here every day. And they're choosing their <laughs> projects. Like they're, I was like, yeah. Uh, so God, let me know what you think. I was like, I, I think I could do it. Right. Um, and I was like, I have the inside knowledge. I also have just the cultural knowledge. Um, and so I'm just like, I, I think I could do it. And so they were like, oh, we're going to try to fix it. I was like, nope. That's, that's a great sign, right? Yeah, if you're, yeah, if you're like, praying for something. Oh, we have all this. Don't worry, it's fine. It's just a little drama. It's like waving a flag at you, like here's yeah, like no, don't do go it, this way. do it, do it, right? Yeah. And so that was my rainbow in the sky, and uh, yeah. that was 2016, and like here we are. Wow. So that is how I got here, the short version. Um, and you know, wow. I always say, you know, especially in the beginning, that you know, I thought I was building the brand and the company, but the company was really building me. I think there's so much that goes into entrepreneurship. Um, It's a never ending learning process, uh, but it's one that I wouldn't trade for the world. I really enjoy what I do. And I also enjoy the fact that I've been able to transcend from just music marketing Mm. and transcend into other areas. Like I have tech clients, I have politicians as clients. We have TV and film clients, right? Mm. We have product brand clients, we have, you know, we still have music clients, artists, signed and unsigned. We have media personalities. We have actors. Like we could do LeBron James if we wanted to, right? And I think that opens the door. And I would say for me, it's not even necessarily about the type of clients. I know there are marketers that only focus on certain types of things, 
for me, it's really not about that. It's more so about um, the brand being forward thinking, innovative and impactful. Yeah. If I can see that, then I can figure out how to put a spotlight on you and make it great. So yeah. everyone is like, you're dealing with rock stars still. Yeah. And right. You, it's going to go like hire that. some boring <laughs> it marketing firm. No, listen, it is not boring. I know a lot of people. In no, IT. What I'm saying is like your competition, right? Like if I'm, yeah. if I'm some serious company and I'm like, Ooh, I could hire this boring people. They're going to do the boring stuff that we talked about at the very beginning where you're like, right. it's, it's no experience to it. It's the same thing. It's going to be yeah. drowned in the sea of content the sea of marketing or, or you firecracker. <laughs> yeah. Or lighting, firecrackers, lighting firecrackers in the boardroom. Like, let's yeah. do it. A hundred percent. I that's one thing I'm actually excited about for when uh whenever outside is safe again is in person meetings. Oh boy, I have some energy for those boardrooms. Yeah. I, I get I get enough across on Zoom, but um I am excited. There's nothing like, you know, the real life thing. And I actually just um had a conversation with someone the other day, like they uh we were following each other on social media and then they heard my voice on Clubhouse, right? Me speaking on there and they were like wow like i already would really like what you say online but then connecting with you and hearing your voice like that was like an amplifier right yeah. and so then that happens with people when like maybe we're on a podcast or we're having a phone call or whatever the case is and then when they meet me in person they're like okay wow there's another they're like all right where does this go i'm like i think it's up here but <laughs> but right. you know i do miss that uh in-person energy and i think that um I don't really do sales, but, you know, marketing and sales are, you know, like cousins or whatever. And um, I always say, like, I could sell, I could sell, like, feathers to a bird. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, I could sell, like, you know, that phrase, like, I could sell water to a water well. Water to a well. I was thinking the same I, thing. Absolutely. Love like, that. <laughs> I, I could like, I could figure out and not lying, like, really selling them something they they don't have that they need and explaining why and i think that's all this is the whole thing right on that side of things with clients it's like letting them know it, can you see it right you're seeing the picture and then explaining to them what you see and then how you can bring it to fruition like i think my purpose in life is honestly to show people who they are and sometimes that means marketing sometimes it means motivation like somebody I met at the grocery store, right? I think a lot of us totally. don't see our potential. Um, and from a client perspective, they can only see, but so much, like, you, again, it goes back to that close-up shot versus the drone view, yeah. right? And it's just like, you know, it's my job to help them see the drone shot. Totally, totally. Man, well, I have a hypothetical for you before sure. I let you go here. We're running out of time. I feel like I could, I need to, we need to book like three or four more <laughs> yeah, podcasts because there's so like budgeting. I mean, we can't talk about it now, but like I, there's so much knowledge in there. It's very powerful. I'm even sold on working with you. It's in, and I, that's, and I knew Mark, like this, this is, you're fantastic. So um, here's the situation I might have a time machine okay. in my backyard covered okay. with a tarp. Okay. Post COVID, you can use it. You go back in time. Now it's covered with like squirrels right now, but we'll brush them off and you go back in time and you get to meet yourself and you get to meet that self. Um, just graduating. You just graduated school, probably in a boot, <laughs> right? Right. Yes. Talk to that version of you. What kind of advice would you give yourself knowing all the things you've been through and seen and done? 
Um, wow. Um, so much. Uh, I would definitely let her know that like to trust yourself, like you're not crazy. You're actually quite genius. And, um, just because everyone else can't see it yet doesn't mean that it doesn't exist or shouldn't exist. Um, I, I would just really tell her to, you know, don't spend too much time mulling over decisions because what's meant for you will never miss you. And um, you want to fail fast and forward if you're going to fail, right? So don't be so afraid to mess up. That is how you get great. Um, that is what I would tell her. And if, if you are already great, that, that, that just sounds boring and a waste of time. Um, and I think in order to get great, you have to make mistakes. You have to fail. Sometimes you have to figure out what's really your thing, you know, yeah. how, how, how to work, how to do things. Like it's, it's a learning process and experience and enjoy it. Right. Because nothing lasts forever. You know, time is a societal con construct in a sense, but it's also a real thing. So just enjoy it. Right. Yeah. Like, and one thing, a, a mild therapist told me when the first thing she said, was like, you know, you don't want to be so tunnel vision that you don't ever look left and right and see all the amazing things on the way. Like that doesn't mean stop walking, but you know, be present. Um, and so, yeah, that's, I think what I would tell myself for sure. And just to not worry about silly things like people liking you or not liking you or, you know, what people think about you. I know they say that like, as you exit your twenties, uh, or I guess once you get to your thirties, you stop caring about that. Uh, and like, I'm like, you know, nearing exiting my twenties. And I'm just like more and more every day. I'm like, who gives a shit? Like, why am yeah. I, why do I, why do we care so much about what other people who don't know what they're doing? Think about us. I'm like, they don't know what they're doing either. And once you yeah. <laughs> realize that like, everybody's kind of winging it, even if you're strategically winging it, you're winging it. And I think even the pandemic has shown that we don't have as much control as we think we do. Right. So just like wake up every day, be your best self, you know, help people. You know, I think it's, that's what it's about. It's about that, that your impact and your legacy, not necessarily about all the like fancy flashy stuff and the accolades and the list and all of that. I think it's just about the imprint that you leave here. And so, you know, I've always had the agency is like the agency, but it just goes our, you know, our actual like full strategy and plan for the company, the blueprint goes so much further than just marketing. Yeah. And um, so I really, you know, I want to be like the greatest, you know, marketer and philanthropist of all time. And, yeah. you know, I, I think I could do that. And so I, I would tell her to just early on, like, girl, you got this, just like, you have no idea um, how much is in store for you. I mean, every day I'm still wild, like, whoa, at opportunities or things I'm able to bless to be a part of. And so, yeah, yeah. that's what I would say. Yeah. It, I mean, that's, that's a powerful series of things. The thing that, that I caught on was just because others don't see it yet. Doesn't mean it's not true. Doesn't mean it doesn't yeah. exist. Does, they don't that's see your vision. genius. They like, just don't see it. That's fine. That could be yeah. on them. They, they, they catch on eventually. And then everybody's <laughs> like, Oh, this was, this is amazing. Right? I knew it. I knew, I knew it. it. I always knew you would be first time I met her. I knew, right. Yeah. I just knew. Right. So sure. just like, just do your thing. You only live once we're here one time right. and we can't take anything physical with us. Right. That's but you it. can have, you can leave a legacy behind you. You can leave the door open for the next innovator. And I think I learned, I think in the past, 
two years at least specifically that like it's way bigger than me it's more like people who look like me being able to know that things are possible and not even if they want to be a marketer just like choosing and creating your life right like that is a big thing and I think society's slowly catching on um but it's still a relatively new thing to see someone like unapologetically like create their life and standing in that come hell come high water even if it's not sunshine every day and like really curating your happiness and choosing to be happy in the journey yeah they're being intentional they're like planting a stake this is where i'm going this is what i'm doing who i am yeah and that's it and if it doesn't work it doesn't work it'll do something else but like you got to do it so yeah well where can people connect with you how do they reach out and get some more of you yeah, so uh, <laughs> they can follow me at Janae Brown, just my first and last name, on all socials, like literally like, yeah, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Reddit, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Um, you can also follow the agency at Be the Number Two P Agency. Um, we give a lot, a lot, like my personal social media pages are like marketing and stuff like that, and just topics that I'm interested in but they're also just like you know my personal feeling how I'm feeling for the day maybe I'm documenting my day um but if you're looking specifically for like marketing business development wellness resources cultural news tech news tips apps whatever those are on the agency pages so I would encourage people to follow them there uh we have brown perfection youtube where we have a content series called brownie bites where I break down um marketing content concepts excuse me cool. tools and tactics and uh usually no more than two minutes um and that's really fun people really like them and have learned a lot and it's really for emerging um or diy brands businesses artists right because i realized right. that like not everybody is in a place especially not at the beginning where you can hire an agency you can hire a consultant but there's so many things you can do to build yourself up to that place. There's so many things you can do yourself. There's always tell people like, one thing I learned to work in the label is I'm like, how much things like they don't spend money on. <laughs> so I was like, I was creating all types of things, right? It, yeah. I was creating stuff in Microsoft PowerPoint, like that was going out to like Pepsi. So it's, it's <laughs> like, you know, you can do it. You just have to be diligent um, and admin about, you know, getting that stuff. We have that series and yeah, that's where you can find me. Our email addresses, if anybody wants to reach out for like inquiries, uh, the email tabs are on our Instagram. They're in my bios. Um, yeah, I-, I hope I'm not forgetting anything, but. So many things. So yeah, yeah. we're going to link to all those things in the show notes. People can just click right through. To them. Well, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for hanging with me for just a little bit. This has been Thank fun. I've you. learned so much and Thank yeah. You. Yeah, this the clock. The clock. It just literally time warped up by. Like I know, right? Gone quick. <laughs> so um, and, you know, and for those listening, if you've learned something, and I freaking know you did because I have two pages of notes over here. Front wow. and back. Oh, I just poked myself. Front and back. Um, then share this with someone. Be a thought leader to like one person. 87 people, 90, 94, 9,000 people, however many people you follow, just just share that with them. And um, that's how you be a thought leader. Do it LinkedIn, Twitter, just whatever, whatever you learned and tag us both. We'll start a little co- little conversation on there. Yeah, for um, sure. Thank you for having me. Thank Casey. you. It's amazing. Thank you. This has been awesome. This has been the Hardcore Marketing Show, everybody. We'll catch you all next time.